Psalm 130 in the front of your hymnal, and let us read responsively whole verse by whole verse. Psalm 130, our text for the festival of the resurrection of our Lord. Out of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may fear. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord. More than watchmen wait for the Lord. More than O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Heavenly Father, and from our risen Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. You may be seated. An Orthodox priest in Europe was hurrying to his 8 a.m. Easter service. His car had broken down. In desperation, he rushed to a phone and dialed the operator for help. Filled with the joy of Easter morning and without even thinking, he greeted the operator with the traditional Easter greeting, Christ is risen! Isn't indeed. No, the operator stunned replied, oh, did he really? That's the way much of the world responds to Easter this morning. Oh, did he really rise from the dead? So what? Do you feel at all that way this morning? Oh, you here today believe that Christ did rise. But when you look at the pain, the misery, the unfulfilled hopes and dreams in your life, are you, in your heart of hearts, inclined to say about the Easter message, Christ is risen, so what? Maybe you feel like the women who went to the tomb that first Easter morning. They had lost hope and were despairing also. They were carrying ointments and spices, expecting only to prepare in a less hurried manner the body of their dear master for the sleep of death. So we go with the women to the tomb this morning, expecting not the surprise of joy, but the gloom of defeat and death and hopelessness. And with them, we can then experience Easter as a time for renewal of hope. The triumph of Easter morning began in defeat. 
that gloom and defeat and hopelessness and death were ours. Only when we know how hopeless life is in the absence of God, only when we know how deadly life is without the living God, only when we know how truly tragic life is without the joy of resurrection, only then will we know how to live in joyous, lively hope. St. Peter wrote, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That living hope is ours. But first, we must go with the women to the tomb, not expecting the surprise of joy, but the gloom of defeat and death and hopelessness. The prayer of the psalmist in one Psalm 130 could easily have been the prayer on the lips of Jesus' followers on that holy Saturday and Easter morning. You who have stood at an ending, at a death, physical or emotional, can understand that prayer. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. The disciples of Jesus had seen heights and depths. They had seen how high love is, for Jesus had stooped down to the crippled and the hurting, the rejected and the outcast, and had lifted them up. They had seen how high hope could be, for he had told them of the kingdom of God, and he had promised them that in my Father's house are many rooms. They had seen how high they could stand, for he had pointed them to the lilies and the birds of contentment, the basin and the towel of service, and the arms of a God that beckoned to them. They caught a glimpse of how high, high is when Jesus was transfigured. Well, when you've been to that kind of heights, anything less is low indeed. Now their Lord was laid low in death. Those were the depths, the depths of love conquered, hopes dashed, promises withdrawn, and death a certainty. Most of all, if God could not bring hope, if the sinless Son of God could not conquer, how could they? His death was the death of hope. Now evil would become accepted. Struggles would be meaningless. Life would not only be under the control of the conquering evil one, it would be out of control. With no direction, no purpose, no hope, no reason to fight back. The entire theme of our Lenten series on renewal would be a farce if Jesus Christ 
had only died on the cross and were still sealed in a tomb. Renewal cannot happen if the one who came to bring that renewal is just like anyone else. Placed into a tomb, conquered by our old enemy, death. The psalmist did not give up. Even in the depths. For out of the depths he was reaching up to the God who is there. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. But the psalmist's cry is also one of repentance. The picture of keeping a record of sins is of someone with a ledger who marks down every sin that we have committed. And the one who marks is not convinced by our rationalizations, nor is he impressed with our excuses. The one who marks that ledger knows the secret we try to avoid, that we sin against God, and that we are accountable to the Holy One. The hymn writer is correct as he takes us to the cross, points, and declares, which we sang on Friday night, you who think of sin but lightly, nor suppose the evil great, here may view its nature rightly, here its guilt may estimate. The Lord is the one who knows. Without the cross, the ledger stands and we are condemned. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But, but, that little word, but, makes all the difference. It contains the great reversal, forgiveness. The Lord takes the ledger and hands it to his son. It becomes a bitter cup that Jesus grasps in Gethsemane and takes it to where we deserve to be, to the cross. In our place, Jesus is tried and declared to be guilty, not of his sins, but of ours. The innocent one bears our punishment in his own body on the cross, and he dies there for our sins. Now, God has the ledger in his hands. He grasps it as if to tear it apart from top to bottom, like the curtain in the temple that was torn that Good Friday. But we cannot be sure that he has done it, for Jesus lies in the tomb. And there is no life in forgiveness if there is no life in him. Only if he can conquer death can we be sure that he has conquered sin and Satan? It is not yet time for the lights to come on and for Easter to begin. We must wait and hope. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen. Wait for the morning. Yes, even more than watchmen, wait for the morning. That was our yesterday. 
a day of waiting. Because if Christ is not raised, life is over forever. Then the grave is the final destination, and utter separation from God is the certainty of eternity. Then we hope in vain at the death of a loved one or our own. Then the wars and bloodshed and cruelty that abound will only get worse. There will be no end to them. There is no power, no reason to struggle against them. Then the best that we can leave our children is tap dancing lessons, sports abilities, college educations, and whatever money we may have when we die. For there would be nothing more. Then life would be lived as too often it is lived, as though Jesus did not rise from the dead. But if the tomb is empty when the women arrive, then the things to come are already ours. And life is lived far differently. We have a living hope that love must and can be lived. That the grave, then, is only a way station on the path to eternal life. That we can call the evil of war and bloodshed what they are, evil and wrong, and never rest until the hope for the peace of God is realized. That there is nothing more important to be shared with our children and with all whom we know and love than the living faith of Easter hope. That life is as new and fresh as the forgiveness of sins, the cleansing of grace, and the power of the risen Christ. So we approach the tomb with the women at the dawning of a new day, hoping beyond hope and saying, I wait for the Lord, and in his word, I put my hope. Did you hear what the angel announced to them? He is not here for he has risen just as he said his word in that word we place our hope we hear the proclamation of the angel from an empty tomb with the stone rolled away the sound we heard on good friday of a curtain tearing separating us from God, like a ledger being torn to pieces in the hands of God. That sound is the sound of grace and forgiveness. He is risen. He conquered sin in his body. He conquered Satan. He conquered even death. At the open tomb, hope dawns. Not wishful thinking, not empty dreams, but a living hope in a living Lord. Out of every death, the death called sin or failure or lost opportunities, out of every death, life can be restored. Out of every evil, God is still in control, opening up the future for those who trust in Him. 
out of every grave of those who die in Christ, life eternal shall rise. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love, and with Him is full redemption. He has redeemed us by the cross and the open tomb. Christ is risen, and we are raised with Him now. We live in a hope that has not and shall never be conquered by any power. Now let the lights come on in your life and live in the light. Now let the cross be unveiled, for it is a glorious cross of forgiveness. Now let the banners be raised in your life of faith. Now let the lilies of joy trumpet the sound of praise to God. For Christ is risen. He is, he is risen. risen indeed. Hallelujah. Our hope is renewed forever and ever. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.